Welcome to TRS, Your Retirement in Focus. I have a question for you. Have you ever heard of the GREA, the Georgia Retired Educators Association? The Georgia Retired Educators Association began in 1958 as the Georgia Retired Teachers Association. The organization has evolved quite a bit since then through 64 years of specialization and diversity of educational roles and adopted its current name in 1998 to better describe the membership potential. GREA continues to be the only organization that concentrates exclusively on the needs of Georgia's retired educators. The mission of the GREA shall be to unite retired educators in Georgia for fellowship, support, and educational and community service, and to improve benefits for all retired educators through cooperation with local, state, and national organizations. Today, we are joining you from TRS's Macon, Georgia office, where we will interview two members of GREA's leadership. Joining us today will be Dr. Henrietta Gray, the president of GREA for 2022 to 2023, and Dr. William G. Sloan, Jr., the executive director of GREA. Dr. Henrietta Gray is the president of the Georgia Retired Teachers Association and a retired educator from the Savannah-Chatham County Public School System. She was a former human resources development training specialist, personnel director, and training and development coordinator with the Polk County School System in Florida. Dr. Gray was also employed with Bell South as a business office supervisor, public housing supervisor for the city of Jacksonville, Florida, and she served as the director of the L. Bethel Bible College. Additionally, she is a former Area 6 Director of the Georgia Retired Educators Association. She serves on several boards and is a member of several organizations, including the National Council of Negro Women, the Florida A&M University Alumni, the NAACP, American Business Women's Association, League of Women Voters, Democratic Women's Club, and Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. Dr. Gray's life exemplifies that her highest commitment is her work with God, her walk with God, and her relationship with God. Dr. William Sloan has been the executive director of the Georgia Retired Educators Association since 2005. He retired in 2005 after serving as principal of East Hall High School for more than 17 years. He was also a principal at Lyman Hall Elementary and Chestnut Mountain Elementary Schools. Dr. Sloan began his career as a teacher and a football and baseball coach at South Hall High School. Dr. Sloan was named the State High School Principal of the Year in 2004 by the Georgia Association of Secondary School Principals. He previously served on the Professional Association of Georgia's Educators Board of Directors and Georgia Association of Secondary School Principals Board of Directors. Dr. Sloan holds an undergraduate degree from Georgia Southern College, two degrees from the University of Georgia, and a doctorate in educational administration from Nova Southeastern University. He and his wife, Janice, have two children and two grandchildren. Dr. Gray and Dr. Sloan, welcome to our podcast. 
We are certainly delighted to be here and to have this opportunity to sit with you and share with you and talk about something that we certainly do all, we both love, and that is Georgia Retired Educators and the process that led to us having this educational professional system so that we continue to perpetuate a school system that is second to none. And they understand that they always have someone as incumbent educators to whom they can come in the Georgia Retired Educators Association. Okay. Thank you. I'm just happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation and being such a nice host. And we look forward to talking with you. Excellent. Well, it's truly a pleasure to be able to sit and interview you both. So with that, let's get started. Dr. Gray and Dr. Sloan, you both have very distinguished careers and a proven dedication to the success of Georgia's students and educational staff. What sparked your passion to get involved in education? Well, I had great teachers. I I was educated in the state of Florida as I am a native Floridian. And I had great teachers. Long before we had charter schools, I had a charter teacher and we had a charter school environment Mm -hmm. where it was made known to us that education was a piece that we had to succeed in, we had to become successful with, because it would order the path of our life in such a way that we'd be able to mark for generations to come behind us a path of excellence and a path where education was valued and seen as the way to a place in life so that not only we could be blessed, Mm -hmm. but that we could be a blessing for others. I certainly had a great uh, English teacher, and for that reason, I wanted to become an English professor. So the models that I saw in education as a young student Mm -hmm. caused me to want to be an educator myself. I see. Well, I grew up across the street of an elementary school. So I've been in school all my life, day and night, (laughs) seven days a week. And uh, I just, as I was growing up, I was an athlete and liked to play ball and got into high school sports and had two coaches that really meant a lot to me. Mm -hmm. One was a math teacher, one was a social studies teacher, which is uncommon for coaches are usually PE instructors, but they were both classroom teachers. Mm -hmm. I guess I wanted to be like them, so I went off to college to be a a teacher and a coach was my goal in life, and luckily I accomplished both of them. Understood. You know, I'm often intrigued by what inspires the passion in our guests, and that, that tradition continues today, so thank you for those answers. What were your very first roles in the school system? Well, I started out as a teacher and a coach, South Hall High School. And uh, then after three years, I was promoted to an assistant principal's job, Mm -hmm. probably too young to be an assistant principal, but I was tapped to do it, and I was happy to do it. Three years later, they asked that I want to be an elementary principal. Uh, They would offer me a job as an elementary principal. I hadn't been in elementary school in 25, 20 20 years probably, and here I'm going to be a principal of an elementary school. Uh, But I took it, great, great opportunity. Mm -hmm. And uh, then uh, the school that I went to came open. 
So I said, well, I'd like to be the principal where I went to school. Yeah. So And I replaced the man that was my principal. Oh, my. He was still there. And uh, so I luckily was given the job, and, and then a, a high school job came along, and it came looking for me, and I like sports, and I like academics. Uh, we were strong academically at my school, but uh, I couldn't turn down the high school job, and 17 years later, which is uncommon for a high school principal, stay in the same place. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I stayed there 17 years and enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, and when I retired um, in, in 05, uh, I, I was just, I was very happy with what I'd done in my career. Mm. And then other things came along in, in my life. So uh, I, I have a long career in education and enjoyed every bit of it. Excellent. Excellent. Dr. Gray? Well, I actually began in the classroom, as did Dr. Sloan, and I was very fortunate to have the teachers who were at my school to be the youth leaders at my church. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, I had a close tie with them. And then when I became a teacher, I wanted to establish that same kind of rapport with my students. So I began in elementary school and uh, eventually moved to junior high school, and then we we called it junior high school. Then we call it middle school now. Then I went to to high school teaching English. Mm-hmm. I I led a group that did a presentation. Uh, at one of our faculty meetings, and the superintendent was there. And he said to me, listen, uh, Henrietta, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed with your diction and with your articulation, and I have a space on my training staff, and I'd like you to to uh, interview mm-hmm. and make application for that position. Well, at that time, I was enrolled in the doctoral program, and I just didn't think that it was a good time for me to take on a new task that I would have to really study and prepare for. And when I shared that with him, he said, don't worry about that. I'll cover that. You just make the application. <laughs> so I did, and I became a, a district trainer Eventually, I was promoted to supervisor of trainers for Polk County Schools, Mm -hmm. uh, where I began my teaching career and absolutely enjoyed every minute of it. Now, I really believe that I was an excellent teacher, but I was really in my element as a trainer. Wow. That's two very impressive journeys by you. I'm I'm just shaking my head. I mean, it's awesome. Very well. Very well done for the both of you. Well, you know, very often, especially these days, many of our teachers and members are striving to advance their careers and proficiencies. How did you manage having a full-time career and continue to pursue advanced degrees? Was it challenging? It was absolutely challenging for me because after having Uh, received my master's degree, I was married and eventually had a child. So when I went back to do my doctoral work, I had a husband 
and a child. And that's a challenge that most men do not have. Uh, Fortunately for me, I had a husband who was understanding and we wanted the best for each other and we wanted each of us to go as far as we could go. So he did fill in in a way that maybe men normally don't do. Mm -hmm. So it was it was a challenge, but it was a challenge that I embraced and a challenge that I enjoyed and even at that level, began to make lifelong friends in the field of education. Wow. Well, yes, it was a challenge to uh, go to school and also work at the same time. And uh, many nights during the week, I went to class. Uh, Weekends, uh, we had weekend classes for my master's degree. And so uh, it, it was a constant going to school and working, which I loved it, and, and, and it worked out great. Um, luckily, the Nova Southeastern University brought their doctoral program to Hall County, Georgia, and we had a class every Saturday for about three years. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not every Saturday, but many Saturdays. Uh, and so we didn't have to travel for our doctorate. They brought it to us, which was a wonderful program to do that. Wow. And uh, so, yes, it was challenging, but uh, if you want to do it, you can get it done. That's very true. Well, I know one thing. you got to have passion to do the jobs that you've done and continue to do, and you, you truly exhibit that today. So it's no small task, and I certainly take my hats off to both of you for all the hard work you did. Well, Dr. Sloan and Dr. Gray, for those that are considering a career in education and for those that are in the midst of their careers, could you tell the audience how rewarding working in education has been? Well, I loved it. I mean, I, I, as Dr. Gray said, I was in my element. I love the people. I love the kids. And I would encourage anyone to, to enter the uh, profession. It, it's a lot harder today mm-hmm. than it was when I was there. There's a lot more challenging situations all the time in, in schools. But um, if you really love it and you love kids, uh, you, you can survive in public education today. Very well. Ma'am? Well, now, I actually... I absolutely believe that to some extent, being a great educator and being excellent as an educator is somewhat based in it being a calling. It it, it has to be something, as Dr. Sloan alluded to, something that you really love and you mm-hmm. want to do. Now, I actually had in mind as an educator that at some point I would go to law school and become an attorney and still teach because ultimately I wanted to teach at Florida State College of Law where my daughter attended law school. Mm -hmm. And of course that did not materialize, but even with the desire to have another career, Mm -hmm. I wanted that career somehow to encapsulate teaching. My students loved me and I was tough on them. One of them, Morgan Moore, was in my eighth grade English class and she was absolutely brilliant. And she told her mom, I'm going to make this short. She told her mom, Dr. Gray is just so hard on me. I want you to move me to another teacher. So her mother came 
had a meeting with the principal and her daughter and me. And she says, well, what does she do that makes her hard? So she told, she said, no, I'm not going to move you. And we, I have their permission to use their names to tell that because <laughs> I tell it all the time. Uh-huh. From that place, she went on to uh, med school and is now wow. a physician in Charlotte when she was thinking about not even finishing mm. uh, high school because I was just so difficult on her. So you have to love it. And you have to see it as more than a means to get a paycheck Mm -hmm, because children uh, need and teachers that kind of connection that uh, transcends. Mm -hmm. You are my student and I'm your teacher. Sometimes they need a counselor. Sometimes they need a doctor. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they need someone to listen to them. So that's what I would tell them. Make sure you love this. Mm -hmm. Make sure you understand the mission of education, who's involved in the lives you're going to touch and you want to do so in a positive way. Well, I you, think I was too long on that no, answer. You were I'll not. try to be. I'll try to be more concise <laughs> you, as we go forward. You can feel free to speak your mind. No worries. And I just want to say, I think it goes a mighty long way to hear great things from accomplished examples such as yourselves in in your field of choice. So thank you for sharing that. And I believe that's going to make a difference for somebody who's going to hear that. So as TRS retirees, could both of you speak to how your TRS pension? has been beneficial to you. Well, TRS pension is wonderful, <laughs> simply wonderful. It gives retirees a, a chance to really live a good life after they work. And uh, teachers don't get paid a whole lot when they're working, but they get rewarded real well when they retire, which many professions don't do that. And I'm just thankful for my pension and, and for my opportunity to be an educator because, because of TRS benefits, the health insurance you get, mm-hmm. not many states get state health insurance. Uh, retired educators pay their own way mm-hmm. on insurance, but in Georgia, uh, Georgia picks up a tab for retired educators. Wow. You can't beat that all across the nation. People are marvel at what I when I say that that uh, I'm, I'm on a Medicare Advantage and I pay absolutely zero for my state health insurance, wow. and. Uh, it's, uh, it's just a blessing to be a part of this whole process. Very well. I certainly stipulate in full to what Dr. Sloan has said, and I, I don't want to be redundant, but it certainly is a blessing mm-hmm. to be a retiree in the state of Georgia. We have a great TRS and and the people with whom we come in contact, uh, beginning with the executive director, are wonderful, caring people who are vigilant Mm -hmm. and looking out for retired uh, educators in the state of Georgia. And and teachers ought to know that, especially incumbent teachers who feel like they are somehow lost in the whole process and and not appreciate it for what they are confronted with and what they have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say to them, just stay the course. When you get to the end of it, you'll be wonderfully rewarded wow. and glad that you retired in the state of Georgia. Yes, I'd like sir. to follow up on that a little bit. So many teachers give up before they make it to the end. Oh, man. And... You know, it's just, it's tough. It's tough in the classroom, mm-hmm. but the rewards from TRS are such a wonderful thing. You need to hang in there. And uh, 
I want to mention the COLA that we get, the cost of living adjustment that we get every six months. Mm-hmm. We're one of the few states that also receive that. Uh, Alabama does it. Texas does it. I can name many states that don't get a COLA. Mm-hmm. I don't think Kansas has had one in 20 years. Oh, my. So if you're in Georgia, you've gotten a 60% more money uh, through your COLA because you're in Georgia as opposed to being in Kansas. So I'm thankful for the system. And, and as she said, Dr. Evans runs a great program. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we're so blessed. I preach it all over this country because I have relationships with the other executive directors. And they marvel at what I say about Georgia you know, because they don't have that. The, a lot of them don't have the relationship that I have with TRS. Mm-hmm. Uh, many many uh, retired educators groups don't even know their TRS director. Or, wow. You know, it's, it's <laughs> like they're totally, totally different organizations, but we're close. Uh, Dr. Evans and I talk quite frequently, mm-hmm. and he calls me and I call him and uh, I have some colleagues that's never spoken to the executive director of their state, mm. and I'm thinking uh, that's a shame. Yeah, I uh, when I know what I have. Thank you. Well, you know, I'm not a teacher, but as an employee at TRS, y'all both got me feeling pretty proud, right? <laughs> right about now, I got my chest poked out. A Where bit. you absolutely <laughs> should, should be proud. You should. you should be proud because I don't. I have not known um, Dr. Evans as long as Dr. Sloan has known him, mm-hmm. but I have certainly known him long enough to know that he is an outstanding person, an excellent leader, mm-hmm. and he truly has the best interests of retired teachers at at heart and that is shown every year mm-hmm. when the legislature meets. Wow, I can certainly attest to that. Okay, well, we at TRS, we support our retirees by administering their retirement benefits and by providing information to retirees through outreach events. We are grateful for organizations such as the GREA as you provide an abundance of resources to retirees. What are the benefits of being a GREA member? They are absolutely numerous. Now, we have a a slogan or a motto that actually speaks to what we do, mm-hmm. fellowship, service, and support. And we make lifelong friends as members of GREA. Now, of course, the overall uh, mission is that we would be vigilant in protecting the rights and the benefits of retired educators. Mm -hmm, But beyond that, we move into the realm of of connecting and fellowship. We become friends. Our children become friends. Our grandchildren become friends. And it provides for... Uh, Retired educators who are senior citizens and live alone Mm -hmm. provides a social connection and outlet for them. And then in the community we serve, there are retired educators who still tutor and and they do so without remuneration. Mm -hmm. There are those who are called in to be consultants, as has been the case with me in Chatham County. And we sit and talk policy and talk best practices and how we can continue to provide an atmosphere Mm -hmm. so that teachers can teach 
and students can learn. So we are retired, but we are certainly refire and we use our academic preparation and our skills and abilities to serve from another uh, perspective in another arena. But we continue to work with education. If I can follow up a little bit on that. Yes, ma'am. We have a company that provides benefits to our members. It's called uh, AMBA, its acronym is A-M-B-A. Uh, Association Member Benefits Advisors. They provide a lot of benefits for retired educators, particularly in, in the insurance range, mm-hmm. uh, dental, vision, travel. Uh, they're just any numerous uh, benefits that we offer. And you have to be a member. Okay. And we have people join just for our benefits. Wow. Uh, we even have some active teachers who join for the vision and dental insurance. And uh, so we, we, ma- we try to make it attractive to retirees to join. Not enough know about us. One of the things we constantly try to do is is be visible in the community, but uh, we can even be better. And uh, I think as people hear about us and know about our our association, they'll want to join. Okay. And there's just one thing I want to say about that, and that is that that's why our having the opportunity to talk with you today mm-hmm. is important to us because it gets the message out yes, ma'am. that there is indeed a Georgia Retired Educators Association and it would benefit you, especially if you're in the field of education, to be a part of us. But as Dr. Sloan has spoken to, even those who want to join just for the benefits, Mm -hmm. that is possible too, and it's worth your joining. Well, from what I understand, there are over 32,000 members of GREA. How did you first get involved with GREA? Well, I retired in 05, and I will say even in my own county, I was not really familiar with the Retired Educator Association. Mm -hmm. Two months later, I got to be the executive director of the Retired Educator Association (laughs) and really didn't know what it was. Uh, But I saw an organization that that I want to be a part of, and uh, it it was my colleagues and people that I knew. And we were only 15,000 members then, back in 05. Mm -hmm. And so my goal in this organization has been to – Increased membership. We've worked hard. A lot of people, not me, but a lot of people have worked hard to grow this organization. We're, we're over 33,000 now. Wow. And uh, it's uh, it's continuing to grow every day because people see what we're doing. Um, they see the benefits, and they want to join. And uh, we hope we can continue that. So it, it was a process. I just happened to be at the right place at the right time, and got invited to join and got invited to be their executive director. Well, Dr. Sloan certainly has been an excellent executive director. I don't know that we would be where we are with the kind of without the kind of commitment and passion that he has. Uh, I became a member in Chatham County and Chatham County has a had then and continues to have a very active Uh, Retired Educators Association. And I was familiar with it because of Dorothy Wilson, who is my sorority sister, and she was very active. And at the 
time I was retiring, Mm -hmm. she was becoming the state president. And so they actively pursued me and and recruited me. And and I was very much intrigued with what I was told. And really, the as as that scripture in in Solomon says, the half wasn't told because (laughs) when I became active with them, I found out all the great things that was being done by the Chatham Retired Educators Association and was delighted to be a part and was elected president of that local uh, unit in 2015. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, for those that may be interested, what does it take to serve as a GREA area director? Passion and an understanding of what the the mission and the vision of education uh, continues to be and what it looks like as a retiree to still be committed to perpetuating an educational system that serves the masses. The, 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 the uh, area director is the link between GREA and the local membership. And that person is pivotal in how the organization is seen and how it is presented to local members. We have 18 areas and 147, I believe, local units. Mm -hmm. And that area director is absolutely crucial in how the membership sees the organization and realizes the value and benefits thereof. Okay. Dr. Sloan, did you want to respond to anything relative to what it may take to serve as a GREA director or did well, Dr. Gray cap it all First place, you have to be a local unit officer okay. at some point in your career. And then you're nominated by your local unit. Every other year, we reelect half our board. So in odd, odd years, we elect from odd areas and, and for even number of years we elect from even number uh, areas and, and if you want to be involved you can get involved it's, it's open for leadership we're always looking for leaders too many people nowadays are followers oh yeah you know and so we're always looking for good people to step up and, and help us lead our organization and they always do uh, there's always one waiting out there good. and uh, I met Henrietta just by accident and she ended up being the president because we encouraged her along the way to, to to be more involved, be more involved, and she ended up being a great— He more like threatened me, more like <laughs> threatened me to to become a candidate to be president. And she became a great president just from the fact that we we pushed her, you know, you, you, can, you can do this, you can do that. And mm-hmm. she said, yes, I can, and just kept on. And uh, so if you want to be a leader, if you want to be the president of GREA, uh, you can rise up through the ranks real quick and be a president. Understood. Well, Dr. Gray and Dr. Sloan, some of our staff have been to a number of local GREA events, and I've heard that y'all really have a good time. How can other retirees get involved in their local areas? Well, each, each, um, almost every county uh, has a retired educator group. Uh, if you don't know how to get in touch with them, we can tell you by just calling our office. Uh, we can tell you, uh, or we'll have somebody from the local unit Contact them, and uh, and tell them when they meet and where where they meet. And uh, I encourage the locals have a good time. Nobody wants to go to a stuffy meeting. I agree. And uh, so we have a good time. We had a good time at our convention last week, 
and uh, it's, it's not. We don't have boring speakers. Uh, we don't want that. Uh, I hear people all the time telling me, "I don't know if I want to join because I don't want to go to meetings. I went to meetings all my life." Well, we want to make the meeting fun, so you want to go. That's very true, and it's not much more to add to that except that as a member of uh, GREA and and being involved in what we do, each president has a humanitarian project. Mm -hmm. And from that project, we elicit the involvement and cooperation of the whole community, not just educators. And that really gets us visible and known. And uh, last year, President Tomlinson had uh, Alzheimer's as her humanitarian project. You, the, Even the people in my church that I would not even think were paying attention mm-hmm. uh, asked about how they could support that because they had an uncle or a mother or oh, a grandfather who had that challenge. Mm-hmm. This year, my humanitarian project was the March of Dimes. My goal was to raise $35,000. I raised $57,843. And I'm still getting texts. Got one last night from people over this state and why they had done that. In fact, at the convention... Uh, in our initial our opening session, what we call the first public session, general session, I asked for an offering because I had not gotten to the point that I wanted to be, even though I had exceeded the $35,000. I needed $1,200. I got over 3000 from that group that day. Oh, my goodness. So I'm you, just you, delighted. If, if you know Dr. Gray, you can't tell her no. <laughs> If she gets on you for something, most people just, yes, ma'am, you got it. it. There it is. There it is. And that's that's a great leader when you you can get people to do what you want them to do and they're happy about it. And 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 she has that quality. And and it's great followership, too, because even if you have a great leader, if if the followers don't want to go, they're not going to go. Exactly. So that says a lot about your total membership and how they lead, the leadership and the followership work hand in hand to do what needs to be done. Well, you have to be relatable to people mm-hmm. as a leader. You cannot posture yourself apart from and above. You have to be, uh, I've, well, I don't want to go into all of that, but I've established relationships. Uh, people know that I'm a minister and they'll call me for prayer early in the morning, in the middle of the night. And that says to me, that makes me so happy because that says to me, they know me well enough to know that I mean what I say. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking this. I live this and I walk this and they're comfortable reaching out to me. Outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Well, you know, I've I've also heard that you all have a very nice GREA museum. What would one expect to see if they were to visit that museum? Well, we've tried to to get artifacts of of what was in education many years back. Uh, There's things like old mimeograph machines, old um, slide projectors, old uh, movie projectors, just any number of things. Uh, that teachers used a long time ago. Mm-hmm. We have a classroom of just old desk, old pot belly stove, the old blackboard, mm-hmm. uh, grade books, uh, just 
anything that was involved in education in the past, we probably have it in our in our museum. And we built it about five or six years ago. It's paid for. People ask me how much taxpayer money is in that million-dollar building, and it's absolutely zero. Oh. Uh, retired educators raised every penny and paid off a, a, a $1.2 million facility in a, in a period of about five years. Mm, and goodness. the retired educators will open up their, their purses and billfolds if they see a need, and they saw a need and a good thing, and they jumped in and paid for it. And mm. uh, I'm so appreciative of it. And we would invite everybody to come by. Uh, 4311 Flower Branch, Georgia, at Falcon Parkway. I couldn't, couldn't okay. think of the name of the address. Across the street from Atlanta Falcons. Yes, sir. Uh, we tried to up the opinion of the neighborhood, so we moved in with the Falcons, and they, they can look up to us because we're up on the hill <laughs> looking down on them. Uh, but um, it, it's been a wonderful thing to have a, a building of our own. I mean, it's a showcase, and, and uh, uh, we, we have a lady who is in charge of that, and she's just poured her soul into it. And the only thing she ever gets is a thank you from me mm. and several other people. And uh, she lives in Brunswick, Georgia, so she has to travel 300 miles to work. Mm. But uh, she comes up about every every few weeks and spends a day or two mm-hmm. and has done a great job. Her name's Marshall Wendell, and uh, I can't say enough for the lady. Well, well, Dr. Sloan can take part of the credit for the fact that educators were willing to uh, invest their money into paying off and maintaining that building because he proved himself as an executive director who was integral and fiscally responsible. We never had any concern that monies were being mishandled or misused. And when you have that kind of executive director and you can see where that person is going, then you are willing to invest in something that is a part of your legacy and your history as an educator. And Dr. Sloan has done a great job in in making sure that uh, we remain fiscally sound. Understood. Well, how can active educators support GREA? Well, they can join. (laughs) Uh, It's $27 a year. Uh, we're we're one of the cheapest ones in the whole nation. Other people are charging fifty dollars a year. Uh, if you're a retired educator, you only have to pay twenty four dollars, two dollars a month. If you want to take it out of your check, we have people who have been members for years, and they'll call and say, "I need to join GREA," uh, or, or "I haven't paid any dues lately." Well, it's two dollars a month coming out of your paycheck, and you don't even know it. <laughs> so um, uh, it, it's easy to join, and uh, you can join as a life member, or you can join. Uh, yearly, and, and uh, uh, people have jumped on that. And I don't plan on ever raising the membership dues. They've never been raised in my 15 years, and I don't plan on ever having to raise them. Uh, we're quite well-to-do financially. Well, Dr. Sloan and Dr. Gray, what last pieces of advice would you like to pass on to our current educators before we wrap things up? Stay on board. Keep teaching. Keep working. Keep believing in Helping kids, it will pay off for you in the long run. You just have to believe and stay in there, and don't and don't quit. It's easy to quit, but you gotta you gotta stay the course. And I I would encourage any current teachers to redouble their efforts to make it to thirty years, and uh, call me and join GREA and say I stayed in there. Thank you. Yes, sir. I certainly stipulate to all of that, 
and would just like to say what I have previously said, so I don't really want to belabel that and be redundant. But it is important that current educators rise above the challenges that they have that are different from what they experienced as students and what educators at my level experience when we were in the classroom. We must think about the larger vision and the larger purpose Mm -hmm. of education and the original reason that they wanted to be educators. And those are still viable and those are still worthwhile. And I encourage you, as Dr. Sloan has said, that you stay the course, Mm -hmm. strengthen, be strengthened by the purpose that you have before you and the opportunity that you have to touch lives and prepare young people to be contributing members of society. And if ever we needed teachers (laughs) who love children and love education and understand how far reaching it goes Mm -hmm. when they stay connected to being a part of the process that educates our children, then I am wanting you to be encouraged by that. And I promise you, at the end of the journey in Georgia Mm -hmm. with the TRS that we have, you are going to be glad that you stayed because you'll be richly rewarded. Wow. Very Uh, well. uh, One of your colleagues that works at TRS by the name of Mike Zaram, when he finishes one of his speeches, he always says, don't worry, the check's in the mail. <laughs> and, and I think that sums it up right there. You've worked 30 years or up to 40, and so you're being rewarded. There's a check in the mail every month or goes into your bank account, one or the other, of rewarding you for what you've done. And it's, it's really a thank you. Uh, thank you for what you've done. Here's, here, here's, a, here's a check. And uh, So I, let's say that together, Dr. Sloan. The check... Is in, in the, the mail. mail. <laughs> well, I know that somebody's going to want to reach out to you all. So what are some ways that they can do that and keep up with what's going on with GREA before you go? Well, we have a website, garetirededucators.org. Uh, we have a Facebook page. We have a, a, a bulletin that goes out four times a year with all kind of information. Uh, you have to be a member to get it. But uh, uh, we, we try to keep people... Uh, uh, involved in education and what's going on across the state. And uh, we just love for them to join and, and, and look at us on, on Facebook, look at us on our website, call us. I mean, that's what we're there for. Uh, we, we just hope people want to be a part of us. Yes, sir. And, and if I could, one last thing. Yes, I want to say to, to the ones of you in the room who are TRS employees, along with all TRS employees, retired educators appreciate what you do. You Absolutely. might not get told it enough. Wow. But there's, there's 140,000 of us out there that's retired drawing a TRS check. Uh, every one of them appreciates you. And so if you ever want to start wondering if you're, you know, you're making a difference, yes, you are. And thank you. And we applaud you. Thank you so much. That really makes, that's good. Great to hear. Really makes a difference to hear. Well, thank you both for joining us today. We really appreciate you. And members and friends, thank you also 
for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. We recognize that you have a nearly unlimited choice of podcasts to tune into, so we want you to know how much we appreciate your listenership. Now, if you have questions, concerns, or feedback that you'd like to share with us, feel free to email us at podcast at trsga.com. That's podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T at trsga. Com. But before we go, I want to give a couple of special thank yous. First, to GREA's Dr. Henrietta Gray and Dr. William Sloan for sharing their time and for superb information and data that they've shared with us today. Second, to TRS's Director of Communications and Outreach, Winston Buckley, and the whole outreach team for working out the details and scheduling for today's podcast. And to Brad Slosher who not only engineered the podcast, but he transported our entire podcast studio capabilities here to Macon. To all of you, thank you so very much. I'm Everett Crockett. Join us next time for TRS, Your Retirement in Focus.